Good morning, good evening. Is anybody out there? It is, after all, holiday season, and in some trades, like furniture manufacturers or in some European countries, people take the whole of August off. Well, I don't think you can do that if you're working in insurance or working in technology, but I know that a number of you are off, and some of you are even taking us with you as you pack the Instep podcast along with your flip-flops and sun cream to keep you company on the beach or by the pool. However, others of you seem to get along without us, so a short episode this week. Now, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that we, like you and most other people, are keeping an eye on what is happening with generative AI or ChatGPT or Bard from Google. On last week's podcast, Rob and I were back with our partners chat, or as a friend from Google Cloud rather unkindly described us, Statler and Waldorf, the two grumpy old men from the Muppets. But I don't think it's a bad episode if I say so myself. And a highlight for me was a description of why what we are doing at Instec is useful to insurers and technology companies alike. And ChatGPT gave that to Ruth Polyblank from MasterCard when she asked that question. Scroll to the end of that episode if you just want to go straight to that or look out for that quote appearing in the newsletter soon. Now, we've got some cracking episodes lined up with updates and news stories from our members, but with the August lull, we're going to save those until September. So for now, it's just me this week with a peak preview of our latest newsletter. Henry Gale's on holiday as well, but before he left, he made sure to release our pilot edition of our generative AI newsletter. Now, we're getting a bit fed up at Instec HQ with reading all the nonsense about generative AI, chat GPT, and large language models, and all the things that people think it can do, and we're much more interested in what it can actually do. So we sent Henry off on a mission to find out what is really going on with insurers and their use of generative AI. Now, that wasn't as easy as it sounds. In simple terms, we found that insurers fall into three categories split roughly equally. Now, the first is those companies that don't understand generative AI, are worried about setting companies or falling foul of regulators, and so have issued a complete ban on using the tool. Well, bad luck if they work there, or bad luck if you work there. They simply said no. The next category seems to be unsure what to do and are waiting to see what everyone else is doing. And then finally, a few insurers are actively looking for ways to use generative AI and actually already using it in their workflow. However, not every one of these wants to reveal what they're doing. But we've still got plenty to talk about in the newsletter of what is happening and some of the companies that are supporting it. We're also testing out generative AI ourselves. And if you're interested in some of the tools that are out there, I recommend this website. There's an AI for that to go and find some of those. And you're going to talk a bit more about what we're doing in the newsletter. You can get the newsletter on the website, www.instec.co. It's on the menu item under newsletters. And we're going to be adding a link in the episode notes here as well. But for now, here's a few highlights to keep you entertained and informed, whether you're on your bike, your sun lounger, you're walking, running, commuting, or maybe you're even having a massage. Hang on, wait a minute. What's this? Just got a WhatsApp in here from a certain Nigel Walsh at Google Cloud. Hmm. Let's see what he's got to say. Hey, Matthew, Nigel here. Hope you guys are well. Fantastic part of the chat uh, a few weeks back. Really enjoyed those. I do joke with you guys that uh, one of you Statler and one of you's Waldorf. I never know which one's which, but joking aside, look, you guys have the one of the best purviews from the balcony, looking down at what's going on across the industry, from startups to carriers through to other players looking to engage the community. Uh, so you really are in a perfect position to help join the dots from folks working in and out of the industry. And really, it's just a short note to say thanks for all that you do for the community. Time and time again, long may I continue. See you soon. Well, 
Thank you very much, Nigel. Uh, you moved from listening to the podcast once a week at seven o'clock in the morning to uh, actually finding a way to join us on them directly. Well, it's very kind words. Anyway, let's get on with the Generative AI newsletter. Generative AI, right here, right now. Well, the hype around the use of Generative AI is matched only by the FUD. That's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Some forward-thinking insurance companies tell us they've identified between a dozen and a hundred possible use cases for generative AI. Some of the areas where generative AI can add value are as a productivity tool, and it's becoming clear from analyzing emails, data extraction and claims automation to coding and policy information and chatbots that there is a lot out there. Well, we've got our use case of the month, and that is extracting information from emails. Now, large language models, or LLMs, are one of the building blocks of generative AI. LLMs are capable of summarizing information and extracting data from documents of different formats. Several tools are now available to summarize long email conversations or converse with documents, for example. And if you're interested in finding your own tools, you can Google, uh, there's an AI for that on the website, and you'll get a whole list of possible tools out there. Now, many insurance companies still receive submissions, claims, and all sorts of other documents through an email inbox. Well, the world would be a much better place if insurers, brokers, and their clients could exchange information through widely accepted portals rather than relying on the 21st century version of a postcard. But change is never easy. And so for now, the cutting edge of technology is being used to extract meaningful data from emails. Well, the process of directing message to the appropriate team and then extracting key information from emails and attachments into underwriting systems or claim systems is one of the use cases of generative AI where we've seen the most interest and some adoption from insurers and technology companies so far. In our guest perspective this week, generally talk about three factors consider when adopting generative AI. Emmanuel Colonna, innovation lead at Generali, is optimistic about the way insurers can use generative AI. And he's been talking about things insurers should think about as they start to use a tool. And what about what the insurance industry is doing specifically with Gen AI in August? Well, AXA is de developing a generative AI service, which it worked to develop with Microsoft to thousands of its employees. The service, which it plans to roll out to the whole workforce eventually, can generate, summarize, translate, and correct text, images, and coding. Meanwhile, the Traveler's CEO says the company is looking to create meaningful, sustainable, competitive advantages with generative AI. And it's going to spend more than 1.5 billion US dollars on technology in 2023. MapFree's research into risks of AI will focus on operational risk, ethical risk, and regulatory risk, while the company claims it's currently testing more than 80 use cases. SingLife collaborates with Microsoft on Accelerate to help insurance startups integrate generative AI into their products, and Hartford is banning GPT while exploring 24 use cases of large language models. Meanwhile, in India, HDFC Ergo has chosen Google Cloud as its partner to launch an initiative to build new Gen AI-powered products and services. And life insurance broker Modern Life has launched a generative AI tool to help life insurance advisors with policy information and client communication. So a lot going on. If you want to get more details on any of those, then download the newsletter and take a look at the links. Meanwhile, in our own network, uh, what's happening with our friends? Well, first of all, the future of underwriting is a topic of our next evening event in London, sponsored by Saitora, and we're doing that on the 19th of September, back in Code Node, to learn about how underwriters can benefit from generative AI 
and other technologies. And the theme of that is that the future is with us. And we're talking very much again about real use cases. So please do come and join us. And by the way, if you are traveling into London uh, from overseas, we've got a slot we've left open for you for our frequent flyer speaker. Send Technology is launching its Gen AI powered smart submission solution for data extraction. And you can hear more about that on the podcast with Andy Moss, the CEO of Send. Inversions founder Jacques Bosch is going to explain how generative AI and semantic search can compare two versions of reinsurance treaty or respond to customer service requests. And Eigen Technology is describing how intelligent document processing is powered by technologies, including LLMs, can help insurers deliver better services and generate more revenue. And then Future Processing has found that 85% of UK consumers thought insurance were not adequately considering AI to enhance their consumer experience. Interesting. So the consumers are actually now asking for more Gen AI, which is kind of converse to what a number of insurers have been worried about. And then documentation and generative AI is going to lead to more cyber attacks, according to CyberCube. So watch out for that. And then finally, Marsh has done a post explaining that the risks to the already insured people related to data privacy or IP infringement, as well as some new risks, are something to all to be heard about. And closing with uh, George Beatty, head of innovation at CFC, who's talking about when it's the right time to build new products, that's insurance products, using AI. Well, we hope you, that was useful for a quick taster of what's out there. Quite a lot going on. We have a lot more coming in September, I'm sure, if you're interested in being in the newsletter with one of the products you're building or use cases, please do let us know and hope you're wherever you are, are enjoying the remainder of August and we'll check in with us next week and back again in September. Thank you for now.